0: All right, guys, this is NFT with Sammy and Grapefruit. I just want to give Grapefruit a few seconds to introduce herself. She was on the D-Gen podcast last time, guys, but I feel like Grapefruit, I feel like you didn't really introduce yourself. You just kind of hopped on. So maybe just say a few words about yourself and then I'll let you introduce who our guest speaker is tonight on NFT with Sammy and Grapefruit. woo
1: <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Grapefruit. I joined the NFT space about two months ago. Just kind of trying to understand what everything is and like I met Sammy IRL a couple weeks ago and I've always been wanting to like do my own podcast or be a part of one so I don't know it's just serendipity I guess and thank you Sammy, for having me on I
0: really appreciate you and our friendship and I'm really excited for this journey together I appreciate you grapefruit is a great (laughs) podcast host guys you're gonna hear more of her in the future
1: yeah so today we'll be hearing from Location TBA,
0: super hyped, let's go! I was was just telling Grapefruit. I feel like a lot of people know the technical side of Location TBA, but in this episode, it's kind of nice. We have a chill chat and we talk about other topics outside of Azuki and NFTs with him.
1: Yeah, and it felt like we were just like talking to a friend. Like it was really chill and fun. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode
0: as much as we enjoyed recording it. And don't forget to listen to the bloopers, guys. That's actually probably my prized possession of this episode, is OP, the bloopers. OP. <laughs> it's OP! Bloopers OP, guys! Don't forget! We have... Location TVA! From Azuki from, from the team on this freaking podcast! I swear, I've been messaging you, like, so many times! I'm like, you want a podcast? You want a podcast? And third time's the charm. And here you are! Welcome!
2: Hello! It's great to be here. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I trust Sammy will edit the shit out of this and make me sound <laughs> hella smart, so let's do it.
0: I I I will edit the shit out of this, but it's only cuz like I I'm not that great of a speaker either. But just want to get started with some like basic beginning like Azuki questions. I'm mainly curious hearing from you being a co-founder of Azuki like the background of how Azuki was formed. Like where did the idea begin where were you guys at yeah just take me down that that journey yeah
2: so i mean it starts with the the four of us we know each other in real life we've known each other for i don't know at least a decade some have known each other even longer i've known 2pm since second grade and so like we're just friends in general and then you know we've been in the nft space for a little bit more than a year now and it's thanks to Z, he's the one who's been in the crypto space for a while, and he's the one who like shills us on like Ethereum or like the next thing or, you know, NFTs, etc. And so he showed us NBA Top Shot and we're all like huge NBA fans. So, I mean, we are just like immediately captivated. <laughs> it was so cool. Like being able to like own a moment. Yeah. I mean, we all know how that turned out, that shit all went to zero, but you know, <laughs> it brought us into the space. We learned more. The first NFT that I bought outside of Top Shot like on actual Ethereum was this project called CryptoJunks and it was like amazing like it, okay like it's basically a collection of like like penises and stuff yeah. it's like pixelated it's like pixelated like punk style you know but the thing <laughs> is like the the minting experience was phenomenal like it was like a little slot machine and like the various components of like the junk like assembled itself and <laughs> I was like captivated. And like from then on, I just started reading smart contracts, and everything and got more involved in the space, all of us. And at some point, we all decided to just quit our jobs and, and start Zuki.
0: Yeah. Wait, I mean, were you nervous about quitting your job to like dive um, book three?
2: I wouldn't say I was nervous just because I've definitely change jobs a lot, usually if things get a little like stagnant or boring, or I feel like I'm not growing anymore, I'll kind of look for something different, so to me, not so much. I think timing-wise for the team, just a lot of things just lined up and it was like, right. So it kind of just all came together, and we're all just like, alright YOLO, let's do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious, like what's the most, like being a co-founder of Azuki, like what's the most, what's been the most challenging part? about being like a co-founder of not just Suzuki, but just an NFT project in general? (laughs) The
2: most challenging part about being a co-founder, I don't think there's any one specific thing that's really challenging. It's more like we have to do like dozens of different things all at the same time and they all matter and they're all important. So I think the most challenging thing is all the context switching. And I don't think this is like, you know, particularly specific to just like NFTs or Web3 or anything, but it's more like, you know, when you start something and it's like a, you know, kind of like a startup or, you know, starting your own business, et cetera. Um, there's just like so many things to do outside of like what you might think are the obvious things. Like yeah. what's my role on this team? I'm like a dev, right? But yeah. like the actual things I do and the actual time I spend like writing code is like <clears throat> probably much less than people might think yeah so it's a lot of like little things that all matter to you know the growth of a company that needs to be done and you know it's not like working for someone else where it's like you're hired to do this very specific thing and you know everyone has their own specific job function you know accountants do accounting software engineers just write code you know etc it's like these roles are all merged, like like everyone's wearing like multiple hats, so.
0: Yeah. Do you, I mean, now that it's post-launched, I mean, do you find yourself like not even coding at all and just kind of focusing on, you know, providing value back to your holders? Probably, right? Just like thinking of innovative ways. I
2: think the amount of coding we do is definitely a little bit less, because that's almost like, that's a huge part of what we were doing leading up to the launch. I think 2PM and I were like spending 80% of our time writing software. Now I would say like, uh, you know, maybe on average, we each spend like 50% if even that much, but it kind of it comes in waves. Like we've been doing a lot more coding recently. We're spending a lot of time right now trying to scale up the team in a thoughtful way. So, you know, that's sort of the things that we need to do in order to really unblock ourselves.
0: I mean, yeah. No, that like, makes- for example,
2: my expertise is, you know, coding, obviously. Yep. And I spend a majority of my time not coding, doing a bunch of other things. And so I was thinking about how we can thoughtfully scale up the team to kind of, like, offload some of those responsibilities in a way that makes sense so that more of my time can be dedicated to, like, you know, what presumably would bring the most value to, like, the to Izuki.
0: Yeah. And I guess, like, my next question is uh, towards ERC-721A. Like, how did that come about and, and I'm asking this like in a way like, were you and 2PM Flow just sitting together one day and you're just like, how can we make the smart contract better? And then you just, you guys just started, is, is that how it like came about?
2: I already knew I wasn't gonna do certain things. Like I'm not gonna use 721 innumerable. 2PM and I usually like, just like talk theory about this stuff a lot. And we were yeah. already just like, you know, this is not the greatest, just given like where gas prices are. And so, I knew I was gonna start like from you know the basics seven two one. And then so I was pretty much just looking at Open Zeppelin's implementation for a while, just staring at it because I knew there's some places where we can make some optimizations, which those did end up in seven two one a. And then, I think I just stared at it for a while. I was trying to really understand the structure of seven two one because you know usually people just use it, don't think about it. Yep. I think at some point I was just staring, like ideas were swirling in my head because like the only goal I had was to minimize the amount of gas as much as possible because this is at a time when gas prices were at an all time high. And then a thought just came to me and then I'm like, wait, does this work? And I thought about it a little bit more and I turned to 2 p.m. and I was just like, yo, tell me if I'm making any sense at all. And then <laughs> I said the, kind of the core um, algorithm behind 721A and then it just went from there
0: yeah and tbh like that's kind of why like you guys are like my heroes in the space because even in life like people some people just kind of go with the flow and they never really like think innovatively like that or even ask like why am I doing it like this and I feel like in that moment you guys kind of like asked like why is gas so high like can we do something to change it and I think that has set you guys apart and azuki apart as like a project as a whole so
1: yeah oh so another question i had was like why did you guys choose to go down the route of nfts to like kick off building your brand and do you think that you could you guys would be where you are today if it weren't for Web3.
2: So we went with NFTs because we feel like everything that kind of is right now is sort of like all the right things you need to gather a group of really dedicated people to form your community. So everyone comes for a lot of different reasons, whether it's the art, you know, they want to flip community, the the social engagement that happens, the fact that like it's shared ownership and like the brand that you participate in. It's kind of like all of these little things add up into like a really great way to put together like a couple thousand people of like diehard fans. And so I think this is very different from how, you know, people approach building brands or companies in Web2 space because you know, it's you have to go weed through like millions or billions of people to try to find like the people that really resonate with, you know, what it is you do. And then from there you can kind of like start building the business. But with Web3 and NFTs, it almost feels like it's like the opposite. Like you have a more straightforward way to get to these like thousands of like really loyal, you know, community members who are really interested in whatever it is that you're doing. And then from there you kind of expand outwards. So I think that part's interesting, you know, who doesn't want to kind of have shared ownership in the various, you know, platforms or brands or whatever it is that they, they participated in and I think it just made sense for us.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like it's so cool that you can buy into the company and have a say in like how it's built and where it's going. And it's like you have the opportunity to like share your vision and have people on board from day one, which is really awesome. Instead of trying to guess like what your customer base wants from you.
0: Are you ready for this? What do you like to do for fun outside NFTs? <laughs> let's, let's, let's put the Zuki aside, like, let's <clears throat> learn more about you. Or maybe, so maybe I definitely
2: before. don't do as much as I did before Zuki. Uh, it's gonna sound really depressing. <laughs> I feel like I used to do a lot of stuff and I used to think I was so youthful and like yeah, so much energy like yo, I'm not like these people who are turning older like yeah, I got hella I'm not even in my prime, etc. But I realized that like <laughs> when you have more shit to think about and more things to do and your context switching as much as Like one does throughout the day like it's fucking tiring yeah. And So yeah, I used to play video games. I used to you know enjoy spike ball hang out with friends board games stuff like that I don't do any of that shit anymore.
0: Uh, do you have a role model in this space? Location to be. I asked you this because a lot of people, you are a lot of people's role models, but I'm, I'm personally wondering, like, do you have a role model?
2: I think there's only one name that remotely comes to mind. I can't remember what his handle is, but I basically like all of their posts and hope that like every couple of days, I'll just click on it and see if they follow me back, but they don't, but it's Moon. I think his handle might be like Moon Overlord. I don't know. I think he's like, like he could teach a a masterclass in posting. And like, I'm hell into it. Like, I love all his tweets. Yo, Moon, if you're out there, please notice me. Follow me, please. You're I'm sorry. sliding them DMs, bro. Teach me how to shitpost better.
0: Yo, if he if he's listening to this, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ascending. What the hell?
2: Yo, everyone listening to this, tag Moon. Come to follow me. Don't listen to this podcast. Please, I'll do anything.
1: Uh, we'll talk him, we'll talk
0: him. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk him for you, yo. Okay, I guess my next question is, I think this is this is actually one of the most important questions and one that I was super excited to ask is, I mean, there's a lot of people that I've talked to and my personal friends that... You know, they see a lot of opportunity in the Web3 space, especially like being a dev and a lot of a lot of them aren't in dev roles right now. So they're looking to make that transition. So I guess my question for you is what advice would you give others in the space who are you know trying to transition to a Web3 co- coding role, if whether they have experience or not? Like, do you have like any advice?
2: I think right now with gas prices being low, it's a better environment for people to kind of play around and try things. You know, when gas prices went at their peak, and like deploying a contract costed like thousands of dollars, you know, it's really hard to just be like, oh, you know, let's just throw some like random project just to try it out. All I can say is like, it's kind of with anything, you just have to go try it, play around with it, get familiar with it. You know, this might not necessarily be possible for everyone, but like if you can find like a group of friends who just want to like try something with you, I think that's the, the most fun way for sure. You know, just give it a shot, try to, like, start a community or at least participate in communities, kind of get a feel for it. You know, just throw something out there and and just see what happens.
0: So, Azuki is such a successful NFT project, in my opinion. I guess, Location TVA, like, what, in your opinion, makes a successful NFT project? Like, what what are the baseline items that you need? Almost like a checklist.
2: At a very basic minimum, you need sincerity. I think it's pretty obvious to a lot of people if, like, you're not in it for the long haul, or you're not really Web3 native. You know, people understand what these projects are, and you know, they might just like still buy your stuff and like do a quick flip or whatever, but there's usually no staying power. So I think one, you need to at least actually be sincere in your intentions. Like you are really into Web3. You have a particular vision that you're trying to build out. And I think people will kind of with time recognize that sincerity and you will attract those that you need to. I think outside of that, team matters a lot. I just think you need a team of people who are ready to like, you know, who are just as sincere as you and ready for like the long haul. I don't particularly trust any project that contracts out any sort of work because it just makes me think like if you couldn't have convinced other people to have joined you in this like effort, Like, how can you convince the community as a whole? Yeah. Um, And so I think it starts with being able to actually just, like, convince a group of people to be really excited about building out this vision. And then from there, going out there, putting in your best effort, and, you know, I think in general, the community will, like, recognize that and and be drawn to it.
0: Oh, yo, so you're not a Fiverr fan
2: then? (laughs) God. No, I'm not a Fiverr fan.
0: I'm dead. Uh, Grapefruit, do you have any, do you want to ask any questions? Yeah, this is kind of off
1: topic. But I mean, I saw that you used to work for Facebook, So I had two kind of questions related to that. One is like, I mean, you kind of tell it, like, how is being a developer in Web3 different from your previous development work?
2: I wouldn't say it's that different. Like, coding is coding. The languages are different. And the way you need to think is different, for sure. I think it's... Like the difference is not really specific to like web three versus web two or Facebook or anything like that. It's, I think it's a lot more like just working at a big company versus starting a startup. The real difference is like, I have like 10 different hats that I'm wearing, coding being one of them and that, you know, it's up to me and the team to like go figure out what to do, like figure everything out compared to working at a big company where, you know, a lot of stuff just comes from like the top down. They like eventually tell you what it is that needs to be done or something like that. I don't think it's like that dramatic of a change. It's mostly like, like I find like going into Web3 or starting an empty project to be very similar to starting a startup. And so kind of tying back to that previous question about how can devs try to get into the Web3 space. It's definitely a little different in terms of like how projects get off the ground, but The actual steps are still very similar to just starting a start.
1: Got it. So as a developer, it's not too different. It's more just that now you have like a leadership role.
2: Yeah, I think like any dev who's good will adjust to, you know, the blockchain. And there's a lot of coding that still happens outside of the blockchain. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal.
1: Oh, just so random. But did you like set up the, the Discord and everything as developers? So
2: we code everything for the bot in Discord. The Discord setup is like that's just like clicking buttons and stuff. Thankfully, we have Daph for that because we don't know how to do any of that stuff, <laughs> so she handled that. And then Hoshi Boy is the one who does the design and the actual like front end for the website. Then 2 p.m. and I do the smart contract, any back end stuff that needs to happen, like our internal tools, and we also kind of connect the website to the blockchain. It-
0: this, all right, this is the fun run run round, guys. This is where we ask troll questions, and to be honest, I think this is gonna be fun as hell because I feel like I, I feel like I see you troll on Twitter a good amount, and, but like that's why I, I lined up these questions. And my first one for you is, if all the freaking Coke Zero in the world disappeared, actually, if all the Coke in the world disappeared, not just Coke Zero, Fox. which, <laughs> which soda would you turn to next? <laughs> Your answer is just like, I would just leave this world.
2: I think I'd probably just go to like sparkling water, like flavored sparkling water or something. Oh, wow. that count?
0: I mean, you just give up on soda, damn, shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't really... (sighs) Maybe it's just because like, it's just so hard for me to even imagine, because I don't drink anything else. But like, (laughs) if I had to pick a soda, maybe like Dr. Pepper or something, I don't know.
1: Well, related to Coke Zero, have you tried Coke Zero Starlight? And is it really good? (laughs)
2: <laughs> wait, what is- Wait, what is that? I don't get it. What's oh, concert, it's like a
1: new bro? flavor they came out with. <laughs> look it up. Coke Zero Starlight. It's- I don't know. I, like, imagine it tasting like stars in the galaxy. I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: this is great shit.
1: for itself. <laughs> well, I'm like, I need to find this, but I have no idea where to find it. Wait, you oh,
2: just blew his mind. Shit. I know. All right. I'm <laughs> we're to we're gonna
1: look for a review now from you.
2: Alright. I've tried the, the, like, Coke Zero, like, energy thing. I don't really like it that much. Oh, yeah, I don't though. like that
0: one. Patient TVA, what is one thing people don't know about you that is interesting about yourself?
2: I am the commissioner of a fantasy basketball team for, like, 10 years now that Z plays in as well. And I've never won, and I got hella shit for it every year. People are just, like, nonstop roasting me that I never win. I've come really close once, but... This year, I edged Z out of the final playoff spot in the last week. And we've been so busy, and I haven't really had the chance to kind of shit on him for it. So, this is it. This is the <laughs> one thing I shit on Z in fantasy basketball this year. That's and <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about my chances this year. So, everyone, give me your energy.
1: Yeah. Like, have you seen that meme on Twitter with the steak? Like, the different levels of. Yeah. Cookness, I guess, and the burnt toast <laughs> and the
2: coffee.
1: Yep. What's your three numbers? <laughs> My commentary on
2: that meme is: I think it's hella dumb, straight up. Like, this is like <laughs> like 90% of the answers you already know it's gonna be, and like, people just like tweet about it because it's like a trend, and you're just like farming a little bit of engagement, and then maybe there's like a little bit of like, oh, I'm a 2.5 whatever, and so. I don't know, these things I find like a little triggering. And so when I look at it, I'm just like, well, fuck <laughs> it. I'm gonna participate, but I'm going to do it in a way that's authentic to me. And it's almost like social commentary against what I'm seeing. And so I refuse to play your game, picking these <laughs> one through six options. I'm going to throw in my own troll shit, kind of put it on, on its head. And hopefully some people out there will realize like this shit's held dumb. Obviously <laughs> no one eats like fucking well done steak. No one is going to admit that they dump like four cups of sugar into their coffee. (laughs) Alright, anyways, that's over.
1: Wow, skater of Web 3, I see it. The skater mentality, you gotta be rebellious.
0: I I feel like that's like, (laughs) people know that as their aura though. You'll, I I feel like it's not even like what you described. People just think, at least I, always think that you're going to respond with like something hella witty. Like you're not just going to respond. With how like it's ex- you're expected to respond.
2: It's like what's the point even like saying something if it's just like if it's not gonna leave an impression.
0: Yeah. Yo. Would you would you rather drink ketchup through a straw or eat mayo with a spoon?
2: Like, how much <laughs> ketchup? <laughs> in a spoonful?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say a spoonful for yeah a spoonful for each. Yep.
2: I probably drink the ketchup through a straw.
0: Oh, okay. I actually I think I would too. Grapefruit.
1: Yeah, I'm a ketchup stan. I love ketchup. Damn,
0: uh, okay. Maybe I should have said, like, you have to drink,
1: like, a damp... No, like, maybe half. Or you gotta pour ketchup into your Coke Zero and will you still drink that shit? Ew.
2: Oh, God.
0: Yo. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> Would you rather Fuck. eat potato chip-flavored ice cream or ice cream-flavored potato chips?
2: Potato chip-flavored ice cream. I kind of like, like, salty ice cream do you is there like a have you, any of you heard of the salt and straw like ice cream chain yeah they always like come up with wacky stuff and sometimes it's salty and i actually like those a lot they think a potato chip ice cream would be lit Pfft.
0: did you uh, try salt and straw's like thanksgiving dinner
2: yeah like they had that one with like turkey with yeah. gravy or something
0: dude i, like, I okay i'm i'm going to be real here like i'm going to show salt and straw Like, for the genius of it, like, I've never, like, I actually, like, I don't know if you felt the same way, but when you tasted it, I could feel all the different flavors of Thanksgiving food. It was actually, like, mind-blowing.
2: Yeah, it's it's really good. So, potato ice cream for sure.
0: Yeah, I would eat that. Damn. (laughs) These are not that hard. I thought you guys would be, like, struggling with them. Shit. What's the strangest
1: thing you've ever eaten? Like, have you been to Asia and, like, eaten really weird stuff? Okay,
2: there's only one thing I've eaten that, like, Made me, like, throw up and gag from, like, how disgusting it was. And it's probably not the answer you're expecting, but it was grits. I think Wait. that shit is, like, is hella gross.
1: Oh, I hate grits.
2: Yeah, and, like, okay, maybe it's because you're supposed to, like, stump hella, like, flavoring into it or something. But I just ate it plain, and I, it made me throw up. I thought it was, like, the the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. I'm sure I have, like, a better answer. I just can't think of it.
0: Now that's a pretty good answer. Oh, I,
2: come it... up with this Wait, grits.
0: I thought I thought grits was like similar to like oatmeal, is it not? Is
2: it yeah it is?
1: It, it is, but just tastes not good. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think you're supposed to put like a ton of like old bay or something in it. I have no idea, but just not great. <laughs> Damn.
2: Oh shit. Let me redo the answer. The the grossest thing I think that I've eaten is durian. I'm like hella not into Yo, that.
0: Yo, easy there.
2: I think durian is like <laughs> disgusting. Uh, and I didn't even eat the actual durian. I ate, like, durian-flavored ice cream, and, and like, I, I threw up. So, yeah, you, I mean, you if you gotta me. revoke the Asian pass, you know, so be it, but yeah, I think that shit's gross, and smells.
0: Yeah, it, it does, it does smell. It's part it of the smell. culture, man! Yeah. You gotta do it for
1: the culture! No, we gotta start an Asian that don't like durian club. Like, I do not understand
0: the hype. <laughs> RIP. Yo, guys, durian is, like, so nothing good. <laughs> But I grew up on it, so I'm freaking biased. Yo, would you rather... Oh, God. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a
2: hundred duck-sized horses? i fight a hundred duck-sized horses. Are I think you I've f- definitely f- thought of this shit, like, a lot. I don't know. I just <laughs> feel like horse-sized duck, like, could just, like, straight-up body me. Whereas, like, like, a bunch of little tiny, like, things, like I feel like I could just start, like, sweeping the leg and knocking a bunch out. No, know, but they're
0: like, they're duck sized, and the horses are angry, and there's a hundred of them.
2: Yeah. It's an angry but, horse. Yeah, I just feel like I could just knock them out little by little, just keep <laughs> running and stuff.
0: Yeah, just start kicking
1: them. <laughs> oh, great for how are you? Oh, for me. Yeah, definitely the hundred duck sized horses. What? Oh just start kicking them across the fields or something. Wherever you were. Why? Why, do, why? Why are these like easy questions for you guys to answer? Because <laughs> like people actually ask this shit. <laughs> like <you> think <laughs> you about what? it. You know what? <laughs> what? <laughs> who are you? Who are you talking to? I, I don't know. know, but I've probably been asked this before somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I love how location TV is like. Oh, I have extra time. We're like, oh yes, shit questions. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: shit questions. Shit posting. <laughs>
2: It's cool. I'm just looking at my fantasy basketball stats every once in a while. <laughs>
0: oh <cool>. god <laughs> Would you rather always eat burnt food or undercooked food without getting
2: sick? Ew. Wait, like what's wrong with eating undercooked food if you can't get sick? Like just like a textured taste thing?
0: Yeah, it's like it's like a texture, yeah, a texture thing. I guess what is something gross that's like that would be undercooked. I yeah, I mean chicken. like Yes, chicken's yeah, yeah, like rubbery chicken. That's gross. But you don't get sick, so.
2: I'll go with Undercooked.
0: All right, what else? Oh, okay. PUBG or Fortnite? PUBG. Halo or Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Damn, I didn't put enough questions on here. Would you rather wear (laughs) pants size? (laughs) Would you rather (laughs) your pants size be three sizes too big or shoes two sizes, three sizes too small?
2: Uh, and I'm assuming there's like no belt or anything. You just yeah. Your... There's no.
0: There's there's like no belt.
2: Probably the pants too big. I'll just I'll just get used to holding it up with one hand. That's end. true. Would you
0: rather experience the world beginning or ending?
2: Ugh. What the f- are you just like googling troll <laughs> questions yeah, or something?
0: Yeah, I am.
2: <laughs> I mean, beginning.
0: <laughs> it's probably a good, Probably the right answer we were
1: talking last night and we are very bullish on azuki so excited to see
0: yeah
2: yo so how much editing do you think you have to do for this compared to others like a shit ton more
0: oh Oh, dude (laughs) honestly not too much actually i'm gonna be editing chunks out of this like i actually don't think we like fucked up that much all right guys thanks for listening and now without further ado the long-awaited blooper section let's go (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yo i'll be held down for like a blooper section at the end oh there's
0: always a yo do you not listen to my podcast there's always a blooper section
2: <laughs> no i i do but i usually tune out by the time it ends like when podcast. you start wrapping it up dude that's like 90 um, percent of the people who listen anyway
0: yeah i like wait for the blooper section <laughs> oh shit
2: all right i didn't know i was missing out yo, it's lit everyone check out the blooper section yeah i'm not yo edit this part edit dude, this dude, <laughs>
0: Yo, I'm editing that part out. Shit. (laughs) Okay. Next, like, um... God, I'm so
2: freaking awkward. Not really. Um, I...
0: Don't worry. I'll edit this part out.
2: What's the question (laughs) again? Just... Maybe that will... Fuck, I'm hella bungling up this answer. Yo, fuck this answer, dude. Give me... Give me one more minute. I'm gonna try to just... Real quick in a minute. And just leave it up to Sammy to edit all together. I don't know what (laughs) the fuck. You're gonna... How you're gonna (laughs) do... Fuck. All right, let me restart this. Let me start this answer. I don't know. What it was nice. So this is a really depressing question. Thanks.
0: Yeah, no problem. You guys hear that? He's sacrificing his life all for Azuki, all for all for the holders, guys. Damn. Love to hear that. All right. Um. Like what, <laughs> what the I Love to hear that. <laughs> Bruh, I'm just gonna. I'm literally gonna edit. This is so hard. I say some weird shit. Like what? What different? Oh my god.
2: F- fuck me. <laughs> yo, oh, is this going to bloopers? Uh, wait. What's the question again? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, blacking out. The question is so hard.
0: What, what is one, big, one thing people don't know about you?
2: Rip. Um. Uh. Fuck. There oh shit. Let me redo the answer. Fuck.
1: I have a question, and this can go to the bloopers, Sammy. Yeah, go for but it. But I actually applied to a Zuki recently. So will you hire me?
2: Which role did you apply to?
1: I only asked this because everyone told me to. Uh, I applied to the business admin partner role.
2: <laughs> Fuck. I was hoping that it's the that's actually the one I'm in charge of. I like oh perfect!
1: admin role, the <laughs> one you're in charge. <laughs> Yo, even better.
0: Great question. I dropped
1: you. Okay, I'm sorry. You don't have to answer.
0: No pressure. <laughs> this isn't her question. We forced her to ask this. <laughs>